When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome everybody. Hope everyone's having a great week, the Sustainable Success way. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here as always as your host, Chris Salem. If you're new to Sustainable Success, you obviously found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel, and we are glad you were here. We also encourage you to follow us on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. Also, uh, subscribe to our Apple podcast as well. And again, you'll find many of our great guests that have shared their words of wisdom and insights and experience in helping you to scale your business and personal life to the next level. Again, check us out on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017 and also here at the Voice American Influencer Channel and Apple Podcast. With that being said, we're going to have a great show today. Our show is being brought to you by Alumni Direct. They are a new social media community platform bringing together alumni, not only people that you've gone to school with, but perhaps people you've never met before. This is a great way that can build really, truly authentic relationships where you get to know people on many different levels, both online, offline, and everywhere in between. This is also great to reconnect with people that maybe you were in a fraternity with, sorority, or perhaps in a business that now is defunct, like WorldCom or Continental Airlines. Great way to reconnect and build really strong, authentic, sustainable relationships. And it offers a different affinity programs that you cannot find elsewhere that can help you in your business as well as your family. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Today's show, we're going to be talking about gamify your way to success. I love the word gamify. It's something some of you perhaps have heard, but we're going to be hearing exactly what that means in today's world going forward when it comes to success. And we got uh, Joseph Varghese here, known as the breakthrough engineer. Before I introduce him, I'll give you a little background about him. He is known as the breakthrough engineer. He is a growth and process strategist. He is passionate about empowering entrepreneurs to stay focused, driven, and living their highest potential. For 18 years, he has immersed himself in science of peak performance, productivity, and gamification. Since 2005, he has been leading success circles, which I know it very well as I was a member, a peer momentum accountability and advisory circle community for entrepreneurs and coaches. Success Circle has supported hundreds of entrepreneurs to win the game of life, work, and play. And without further ado, we welcome Joseph Varghese to the show. Joseph, how are you doing today? Amazing. Now that I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, it's so good to have you on. And, and, I, you know, and I'm sure everyone's going to want to know about Success Circles later when you know, we, we're going to definitely talk about that a little later in the show. When we talk about gamify, you know, gamification, that's something I can remember hearing that word going back about almost maybe eight, nine years ago, in, especially in the corporate space. But it's really become something that you see quite a bit now. Can you talk about what gamification is first and then how that's playing a role in helping people to lead themselves to success? You know, I think that all things are great when they're fun, when you bring play into it. And without fun, without play, it can be boring, challenging, especially during these unique times of COVID. 
So I'm all about playing sports in life. And I know you're a sports guy as well. Yes. You've coached your son and, you know, you've background and little league and <laughs> passionate around that. You know, I've got a little baseball next to me as a reminder here. And what I'm aware of is that organizations, entrepreneurs, the more we see life as being a game, like a fun game, the more there's more access to managing energy versus managing time. There's more access to getting more things done. So it's, it's about you know, like having a scoreboard and having fun along this way. When we do that, all the rigor, all the, all the, all, all the challenges, all the breakdowns that are there become less so because it's all a game, right? And every day is a new game. Every week is a new game. Every quarter is a new game. So I'm all about bringing games to entrepreneurs, to solopreneurs, to organizations in such a way where they can work together as a team toward getting things done. Wow, that's fabulous. Yeah, I love that thing. You, you know, when you talk about fun, you know, a lot of times, you know, in businesses, we forget about having fun. And, and, you know, having fun is something that, you know, we have to interject into everything we do, our personal lives, with our your marriages, with our friendships, time with our children. And then also, you know, here we're talking about business with this and, you know, well, whatever success means to anybody listening, this could mean anything to them. So uh, I love, love what you talked about. So talk a little bit about, if you can, from your perspective, Joseph, the process, how you view gamification and how it can really you know, help somebody in their business or personal life. Yeah, it's, it's recognizing that every game has rules of engagement. And we often have to define that for ourselves through across personal, professionally, or in our team environment to people we work with as well. There's rules of engagement, there's culture, there are values. And it's also about managing energy, managing people, about managing energy, and ensuring that people are resourceful every moment, just like as you, as you would playing baseball or playing basketball. And I mean, gamification applies to like everything, every aspect of how we do things, how we show up in our day. And it could be so if you're an individual or a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, if you're managing your day or you're managing your, your year, recognizing that some games like basketball, right? has four quarters and hockey has like three sections that basketball has four quarters. Potentially as you start your day, you can see your day as being four quarters. And when we do that, when you recognize that a day can be broken down that way, when you realize that when we take breaks between our day, like let's say like the cue from cue, like I do a huddle every day, for example, at 12 noon, right? And on the huddle, we review our morning wins, morning accomplishments. We set our intention for the afternoon. But in truth, it's an energy shift. A book came out a number of years ago, about 15, 16 years ago, called The Power of Full Engagement by Tony Schwartz and Jim Lohr. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's a very yes, popular uh, yep. book. It's a very popular book in terms of a corporate engagement. And they talk about engagement as managing energy. They talk about individuals and organization as being a corporate athletes. And I thought that was brilliant. When I read that book, I mean, this is brilliant. And I started applying that into the different frameworks that, that I build. And you know, some people who might listen to me, I know you, you, um, you, Chris, you know that I'm, I'm a former engineer, I have a background in chemical yes. com- process engineering, computer engineering. I used to be in that world working for Fortune 100 companies. I made a shift about 20 years ago for certain reasons, really for family dynamics to be there for 9-11 happened and a number of reasons why I made those shifts in my life. But then as I became an entrepreneur, I failed. I started failing big time each day, failing with investments, failing with choices, not having like the right strategies on staying productive until I stumbled on this book by Tony, by Tony Schwartz, Powerful Engagement. And still I start, started studying more about the nature of managing energy, 
doing resets in our day, getting into gratitude. Like success is about success is about making progress. It's about being resourceful each step of the way. It's 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 not just about making money. Money is important. It's it's not just about productivity all the way where people are hustling all the time. It's really about managing energy, managing all those dynamics that are there. And I, and I, and I know that when we see it all as a sport, when we see what we're doing with our teams as being a sport, it just allows a lot more like peace of mind, allows more connectivity as a team, members of the team playing together, more celebrations as well. And it's completely changes how I do everything for myself, even for my family too, as well. Wow, that's fabulous. That's great. So so I, I love the fact that you talked about huddle and I'm a big, big fan. I mean, I, I remember being, you know, we, we're doing success circles and huddles were so important. We did like a morning huddle and then you said there's an afternoon huddle. There could be even a late day huddle. It could be a huddle anytime, depending upon how people are structured. I, yes. Even in the corporate world, I think it's so important. Discuss. I like that concept. I think it's something you know that that the audience should hear about from your perspective because you use it every every day in your in your success circles. Talk about the importance of a huddle and what what would be. It doesn't necessarily mean that a huddle is going to be you know an hour long. It might even it might even be five minutes long. Yeah. It could be even less. So if you could talk about the just a little background about the huddle. So my experience of sports when I was in. Grade school, I was in the soccer team. When I got into um, high school, the track team, fencing team. So I, I was more of an athlete in school. And what I recall is that before every game, before we go into a match or to meet, we'd meet with our coach and our team and we'd put our hands in a circle and we'd maybe talk about how we're going to play the game. We might talk about the other team, what the strategies, things we learned from the past as well. We talk about perhaps um, how we've improved from last time. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, it would add up. And at the end of that segment, we would say grace. We would get into grace, gratefulness as an opportunity to now get into the meat, to go further now. And that was a huddle for me when I played sports. And I realized that we all need huddles as entrepreneurs, especially if you see the day in front of you as being a game. So basketball, four quarters, my huddle happens to be early in the morning. I had one this morning, today at 6.45. It was half an hour. <laughs> and these huddles can be half an hour long. They can be less depending on the relationship, the rapport we have with our partner here. The huddles we do in success circles tend to be one-on-one. Sometimes we do triads as well. But it's just that the games in front of you, the, the day is the game. It is also valuable to review the previous game too, yesterday's game. One thing we learn over time is, you know, in, in the nature of like process, you know, I'm process background, talk about systems and processes and organizations and Kaizen, perhaps if someone study, has studied that framework, or even can I, constant never ending improvement by Tony Robbins. We need to have some sort of measurable way where we're making progress each day. 1% progress each day adds up quite a bit over time, at least according to a James Clear Atomic Habits. So I'm a big believer in having a huddle as a catalyst toward checking in so we, my buddy and I, or my team and I, can ensure we're making that progress each day. We can hold each other to account in a fun way, because a day in front of us is a game, life is a game, give each other feedback, model each other's strategies, and what we do in success circles, as you recall, Chris, is we share our why, we mm-hmm. share our gratefulness. The why is often a driver for us, as we know our why, as we engage our why, as we, that why connects with our heart, our heartstrings, it pulls it into action. 
And I believe this applies to us as entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, organizations, as well as, of course, athletes. If we can tap into the why before we get into the game, that level of intention. Like I used to play ice defense in college. It, it just adds more. It's more. It adds more um, clarity, flexibility, more heart, right? And we all need more heart, especially in this world where, you know, there's less connection, you know, where people are isolated and isolation can be a dream destroyer. Yeah. So true. So true. I love that process that you talked about the huddle. I think the, it, it's such an important part. And I, you know, I love to see companies doing more huddles, you know, not just meetings to have a meeting that there's a, there's an agenda. There's, there's, there's an intention that, Hey, we're looking, you know, I'm looking to do this. Okay. What are you looking to do in your role? So a lot of times that can play in like how each other's roles can complement each other to do bigger and better things. Doesn't mean that you you know if you're talking to a, an accountability partner they're they're in the same business they're working with you it doesn't matter either way but nonetheless like you said it just keeps everyone accountable and honest and and on track to uh, why they're doing what they're doing because that that was a valid point there. Talk about you know a little bit about you know gamification when it comes to why I love to hear a little bit more about the why. Joseph, and I know the audience, they always hear it sustainable, love that why. Because sometimes we hear why and we're like, is that really our why? So from your perspective, like think, talk about why and then where gamification could, you know, play a role there as well. We got about four minutes to the break, but I figured we could start a conversation there. It'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So as Jim Rohn would say, the bigger the, the, bigger the why, the easier the how. So the why is the driver. It's what pulls at our heart. It's what connects things. Some years ago, I did, um, I was getting married eight years ago. And I took on a consulting job at that time that I wasn't really full in alignment with. I wasn't as passionate. It paid a lot of money. Right? And, but however, when I, when I went into this consulting practice each day, taking the train to New York City, meeting my clients, I had a document on top of the document had my why written for doing this, which was to fulfill um, this, this marriage, to provide for my wife, to pay for a wedding and, and beyond. And every day I'd open it and the work would become a lot easier. So I believe we have whys for everything we do in life. Why could be like a purpose. And there's this whole strategy out there called seven, level, seven le- levels of a why. So in terms of gamification, I'm a big believer in getting in dialogue. You and I are having dialogue here. Yes. We're having a conversation. In having dialogue, we're getting out of monologue, overthinking things. But also in getting in dialogue, to gamify this, if you would ask me, well, what's your why, Joseph? And I would say, well, my why is, is, is doing this, is, is being here to add value and to show up. And, well, you might ask, well, what's your why behind that? Well, my why here is to um, really connect with a greater group of people and to have fun with you. I haven't seen you in a while, Chris. Yep. Uh, well, what's the why behind that? Well, my why behind that, it's, it's about causing leadership. It's about recognizing that people listening to this will be inspired where they can create ripples in their life. And we can go deeper and deeper and deeper into this. So that's what I would say as far as gamification. The why can change each day, but I do believe that at some point as we say it out loud and speak it out loud, we'll streamline it to be at 30 seconds. And when we connect to that 30-second why, for my why, my overall, my overall why is generational health, generational wealth. It's about causing leadership for my family. It's also about creating opportunities, my wife and I, next year to take time off, maybe potentially take two months off to go on vacation. I think about that every day. I have it on my vision board in front of me and that why it's all around me. And as such, as I walk into the room, as I get in dialogue with people who've heard that why, I'm instantly pulled into action 
because I'm now rising to the expectation of you now hearing and knowing my why. There's an accountability thread that's there. So that's how I would gamify all of this because it comes through dialogue. It comes through clarifying what the why is, going levels into it, and having fun too, realizing it's all a game and the why can change tomorrow. And it's not about being attached to it. It's just about me in the moment or you in the moment feeling your heartstrings being pulled such that when it comes to doing the busy work, getting to action, working on a project, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's going to happen because you're just compelled to do so. Yeah, no, it was so powerful. I, I love that. And, and one of the things that you reminded me is that, you know, like with anything, like, like life and business, there, there are going to be curveballs. There was COVID, things happen in your industry. And these things always happen for you, not to you. At least that's what we, we, we think they're happening to us, but they're really happening for us. But it's always been that moment, like you said, you can, you can just take a deep breath and just come back into that why. Why am I doing this? And that kind of resets you, you know, even if you make it fun through the gamification to say there's a bigger purpose than just what this hurdle that I'm facing at this given moment, that this hurdle shall pass, I'll go through it. And if, if for some reason it does affect it, and so, hey, well, well, we got to go. We just got to modify and do what we got to do. We can't control what we can't control. But as long as that why is still there and we can make it fun, uh, it, it's so beneficial. So thank you for sharing that. We got more to come here with uh, Joseph. Uh, we're talking about, again, game, gamify your way to success. We got to go to break, but we got more to come. So I hope you, again, keep those notebooks open. We got a lot of great stuff Joseph will be sharing so I uh, hope you're writing this down and you can always listen to the show in its entirety here later today on Voice America. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone uh, had a great break there. It goes by so quick. Uh, We're talking about gamify your way to success. We're here with Joseph Varghese again. 
We are uh, talking about, again, the gamification process. If you're just joining us, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today on Voice America Influencers Channel at Sustainable Success. So, Joseph, when we, you know, when we look at success, again, we, we're talking about making success fun. Even when you go through difficult times, we can, we can make it fun through gamification. Let's talk about some maybe perhaps some other types of success that maybe perhaps some people often take for granted or maybe never even considered when it came, when they think about success. We can talk about that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. On the word success, there's a point in my life where I hated the word success. It seemed a bit overused and at some point it clicked, right? And I believe that we have to define what success is for ourselves in life. And I love the word success now. I really do. But we have to define what success is for ourselves and what it means for ourselves. And it comes down, I mentioned before, rules of engagement, like knowing your why, defining success. Or success for me is fulfillment. It's having the freedom, the flexibility to do what I want when I want. With someone else, success could mean something different. For my wife, success for her could be knowing that our kids, our kids are healthy and strong that she is able to be secure um, like th- throughout her week and working with her patients. She's a physician where they're also succeeding too as well also. So, so success for each of us c- can mean something different. And I think it's important to define what that is. And for me and for many, many members of success circles, it's about fulfillment. It's often it's about progress, knowing we're making progress each and every day. So what does success look like for you? So I ask, you know, anyone or an audience to like write that down. What does that mean for you? And it's just journaling, putting a pen to paper, maybe even getting in dialogue like Chris and I are doing over here. What does success look like in different areas of life? And let's say you were to go through the next 90 days, or the next 90 days, this quarter, mapping out, well, what would be extraordinary? What would be a dream that could be fulfilled on for these, for these 90 days? And, and I mean, you might have a larger overhead dream for the whole year, by the end of the year, maybe by January 1st, but breaking it down, what's something that would be awesome to achieve by the end of the next 90 days. And I think as we do that, and then we also integrate other areas of life because all these other areas of life interconnect. As we know that if one area of life is in shambles, it can easily affect other areas of life too. And for example, my relationship and my, my children, I know Chris, you're always, investing in your son, your relationship, investing in your relationship constantly in your, in your marriage. And if we don't do that, then it can pull away from other areas of our life yeah. too as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's important. It's like, what does success look like in your relationship, in my relationship? That's a question to ask ourselves, perhaps even asking our partner that as well also. You know, asking that of our teams to what does success look like for our team, getting together and having a unified vision on what that looks like for the quarter. And getting people's input into that too as well. If it's one person leading the way and saying, well, this is what success looks like. This is, this is how it looks like. It looks like hitting this number, hitting this target. Well, eventually you'll hit the target and then, then what? And, and how do the, the team members, how is their why fueled by hitting that target? So as the more say they have in defining what success is for themselves, the easier that will be because it's now tied into their own personal why too as well. Mm-hmm. This goes for any area of life that's out there, our health, you know, our vitality, our career, our emotional health, and beyond. Yeah, I lo- what I love about when you talk about the other aspects, and we, we've, we've talked about this before on sustainable success. I, we, I like to call it work, work-life harmony because it's the end of it. We work, we have lives, but oftentimes 
it's, you know, we work, 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 and we don't take time to have our, those lives. So we, our harmony is way off. It's never going to be balanced, right? Like, you know, we're never going to be like an, a, a seesaw on its access point, like even, but it's going to teeter. So yes. it's that yin yang thing, but talk about like, you know, again, how we can make that maybe fun too. We're gamification, we're harmony. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to beat ourselves up. You just talked about having like, you know, you have two young children, you got your wife, she's got a career, but she's also a mom. You got your business and and there's a lot of juggling going on there yes. and and a lot of harmony that that you so if if you try to be perfect in all those areas you're just setting yourself up for not having fun and and <laughs> so talk a little bit about you know if you want Joseph from your perspective on that yes just, you don't have to show up each day to be the best you can be as long as you're better than you were yesterday it yes. doesn't have to be perfect exactly it's just being better today than yesterday yeah and i, and I feel also um having check-ins with people particularly people who are winning at the game you want to play. And I talk about games a lot with the nature of this. Each day is a game. And any cycle of life, you imagine, as you mentioned, it's, it's harmony, work-life harmony. So it's not about necessarily balance. Balance often leads to failure, breakdowns, challenges of sorts. I make it a point to be in proximity of people who are winning at an area of life. So, for example, two weeks ago when I kind of zagged in my health, maybe being in proximity with somebody who has got that down would have had me make better choices around that. Right. And this week, for example, engaging with people playing at the level around business, um, managing teams, outsourcing, being in their proximity would give me access to that too. So I do believe that a lot of success comes down to our proximity as Napoleon Hill talks about, you are the average of the five people around you. So it's continually putting yourself in company of people who are winning at the game that you're what you want, you want you want to win it. Once again, it goes back to re- realizing it's all a game and that when you're playing with people who are a step or two ahead of you, we naturally rise to their level. It's like through, it's like osmosis. When we're around that person, osmosis, like their, their beliefs, their strategies start leading into driving into you as well. Also, that's something we've learned in success circles. And it's fascinating on my end, because I, I look at, as an engineer, I look at data. So at the end of each cycle, which is two weeks, we have two people who are buddied up together. They're modeling each other on this huddle each day. Both of them are learning winning strategies about business life from one another. At the end of the two weeks, I look at the survey data and I can see the breakthroughs that they've had simply from modeling each other and hearing each other's wins and sharing their challenges. I can see how they're accomplishing, what they're accomplishing. And it's always fascinating. And I've learned that proximity is really big factor toward getting to where we want to be. And um, I'd say environment proximity, those are two big factors. I'd say in success um, environment being who we talk to, who we engage with even proximity to people. That's also our environment too. It's our physical environment where we stand in um, a quote that I have my wall on the side over here is that if you're, if you stand in sewage long enough, know that it's easy to get comfortable at some point, you know, if the smell is so bad, like it, 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 you're going to go numb to it at some point, right? So that's our environment. It's also our environment includes our peer group, people around us. And uh, I'd say we're, we're, our audience or whoever you want to connect with, I mean, listening to these shows is extraordinary, right? That I'm sure you bring on different leaders and athletes and experts who have different levels of success. Being in proximity to those people now takes it up a whole notch because it, it, there's now an expectation that you rise as well to the level of mastery as well. 
Yeah, that's so true. No, it's really good. I loved what you talked about proximity and the, you know, the people that you associate with it. And it, it's so important. You got to be, you got to have boundaries too. And you got to, you know, again, not put yourself into those situations to the best of your ability that maybe took you the other way where things weren't fun or took you into an area where you were now not growing, you were regressing. So, uh, so important. Harmony is something that we all, you know, you know, here at Sustainable Success, you know, we do not like to take for granted. And we know it's not going to be perfect. So uh, you, you, you illustrated that so, so well. So talk about, you know, you know, Joseph, when we talk about gamification, you know, when people think games, okay, it's competitive. I got to win, you know, you're, there's going to be a winner, there's going to be a loser and all that. But does it, does it have to be that way in every situation? It's not like you're playing football or soccer or baseball. Could be, don't get me wrong. There's always, but, but can, it be, can there be something that people can, in, in that gamification process through harmony, still come out ahead in some way in terms of you know, success, whatever that means to him or her? Absolutely. I mean, I often end most conversations with you win, we win, I win, right? And it's the team spirit, bringing that into every conversation. How do we create this as a winning experience for all of us? We're all rising in our mastery. And I do believe too, as competing in this game of life, we're kind of conspiring to win together. That's how I see it. So sure, competition is there. Competition is a good thing because it's causing us to rise together at the same time. It's not, a, it's not about seeing the other person lose or wanting the other person to lose. We're all rising together. Yeah. So as long as we have that mindset that we're rising together, we're conspiring together to rise together, I think it's great. Now, if we go into it to see the other person lose, it's probably not something that would be ideal or sustainable over the long term. Maybe in a sport where you're, 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 you're going against an opponent, opponent, sure, you know, on some level. But as a team, as an organization, really conspiring together for overhead group team success is the way to do it. Got it. Got it. No, it's so, so, so important. I, I love what you just said there. And so when you, when you talk about like, you know, when we look at success and there's all these different aspects of success, and again, sometimes people might be ignorant to some of these things that we discussed. And now they're like, wow, I, I got to look at that. I never thought that if I even took some time to relax or do something that that could actually help me in my business some way. And yeah, taking t- taking time to do nothing sometimes mm-hmm. can actually clear your head and give you some of that harmony back to get more focused and have that or have that clarity be focused. What would be some things that you would recommend to someone that maybe they're they're hearing this for the first time or maybe hearing it in a different way, and and now it's finally starting to sink in and there you know somebody could be having a shift that's listening right now or will be listening later. What would be some of the things you would say would be the first steps that somebody can incorporate a, a, a process, something what you shared yeah. today? So the first thing I'd say is start journaling. So years ago, 9-11 hit. I was living in a exchange place in Jersey City, right across from the towers. So I could see the towers go down from my, my deck by my house. And I went down a downward spiral. I was watching about 12, 13 hours of TV per day. I had the luxury to do that because I had funds saved up. I was between consulting assignments and going down the downward spiral, my mood shifted. I was, I got into a bit of depression. My primary doctor prescribed me antidepressants. I went down this downward spiral and it, it took a while to, 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 to step out of it. Yeah. And what had me step out of it eventually is I popped in a CD where the, the speaker, Tony Robbins talked about power questions. 
I started journaling these power questions each day. I started journaling, where am I winning? I started shifting my focus. This is the idea that where focus goes, energy flows, or attention goes, energy flows. Napoleon Hill talks about that in his book, Think and Grow Rich. But simply out of journaling each day and making it a point to journal five, 10 minutes per day, where am I winning? Where am I losing? What are the challenges that I'm dealing with? Is there an opportunity around these challenges? What am I grateful for? What are five, six things I'm grateful for? What, what happens is we start shifting our focus. And there's a part of the brain called the reticular activating system. I'm sure you talk about this and some of your other authors and speakers talk about this. And we have the ability of rewiring this on a day-to-day basis, I'm shifting and seeing things differently around ourselves in such a way where we see opportunities, celebrate our wins on a continual basis, know that we're making progress. So I'd say journaling is one key thing, one simple thing that we can take on on a daily basis to share our wins on the huddles we have, for example, it's kind of getting dialogue around these things we've journaled about. And it just solidifies things further because now we're teaching the other person, hey, these are the lessons. Mm-hmm. These are the things, I've, this opportunity I see from these challenges. This is now how I'm leveraging. This is how I'm being a bit more bold in my life. So I'd say it's one step. Second thing that happened to me, that was a miracle in 2002. In addition to starting to journalize, I won the lottery for the New York City Marathon. So a bunch of my friends, we got together. We challenged each other to um, to apply for the marathon. I'd never run before. I ran track and I ran track in, in in high school. So there are two stories of this. I'll talk about this too because I want to talk about the compound effect too as well. Yeah. So um, fortunately, I in this downward spiral I was in, where I started to journal each day, I started looking at opportunities. An opportunity popped up. I won the lottery for the New York City Marathon, and I had to had to. I had to start training myself. I had to get out there each day to start moving and to get off of, turn the TV off, to get out of my comfort zone. And slowly and surely, simply by doing that and running by the Statue of Liberty, I slid by Liberty State Park and Statue of Liberty, and it's all, it's always right there. And my, my mood started shifting. We talk about the nature of physiology, like how we hold our bodies, how we move our bodies. There's this thing called the body-mind connection, which I learned about later in life. I didn't know back then. But those two things now shift my focus and also shift my physiology and move my body. I started getting happier um, and that started shifting things. Then I started shifting my diet and taking taking fish oil and reasons for that. And I'll, I want to talk about too, that too. We talk about success we talk about being athletes in this playing field of life. We have muscles in our body. And over time, these muscles, these muscles will atrophy. Our mind is a muscle too. It will atrophy over time. It's a given. We might, some people might be when they're 80, 90, 100. And there is an opportunity in life to, to, to shift that, to build these muscles up, to get stronger, to improve our memory. I was, and I'll talk about this in the, our next segment, in 1996, prior to all this happening, my mom had a heart transplant. And it was, I was my senior year of college. And as she was get, having this procedure done, her doctors diagnosed the same condition in me as well. Because I started experiencing, experiencing palpitations, worrying about my mom, if she would make it, if she would survive. And I made it a point from, that, from then onwards, as she was dealing with a transplant and as her physicians found that same condition in me, telling me that I might have this transplant years later, 
that, that I made it a commitment to myself that I would reverse this. And I did. And I'll talk about this in the next segment with you. Yeah, very powerful. I, I, we love, you know, turnaround stories like this because it, I can relate to so many ways having going through a, a not the same, but, a, but a, another type of uh, health uh, condition that I had in my 20s and played an instrumental role in when I went through this transformation. We just got about a less than a minute, uh, Joseph. Anything you, you would like to maybe just sum up in 30 seconds what we talked about in, in this segment for everyone? Yeah. So success is about define success for what it is for you. Remember that anything is possible, 1% progress per day. It's tapping into the Kaizen approach of things. And for me, I was able to reverse heart disease. I no longer have the condition that my mom had. Powerful. And we're going to hear a little bit more about that story here when we come back. And perhaps maybe you got something or maybe you've been through something that you're going to be able to relate to Joseph's story that can help you or help you to help someone be through your example to get through what they're doing. There's always something happening for us, not to us. And that's such, such a powerful thing that uh, Joseph stated there. We got to go to break everybody. When we come back right back, we got more to come again, gamify your way to success. And we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people in businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, hello, everybody. If you're just joining us, you're here. We're talking about Gamify Your Way to Success. We're here with uh, Joseph Varghese. Again, he's the breakthrough engineer. He's also a growth and process strategist. He uh, runs a very successful group called Success Circles. Uh, You're going to find out more about that here in this segment and where to contact Joseph later. So, Joseph, you were talking about, you know, when we're talking about success, the compound effect, you started, you mentioned about, you know, something that affected your mother, and then you ended up finding out you also had it as well. Talk a little bit about that experience and how now when that happened and where you are today that you can look back and perhaps like, you know, that that experience really helped to shape, you you know, where you are today. 
Thank you, Chris. Well, heart disease is the number one kill in the world. Many of us know that. And it's more prevalent in certain cultures. My family's, my family's from South India. So it's a big thing in India, South India. And it's part of the foods we eat. Sometimes people say it's genes. So my mom is thought to have had this, this fever when she was a child called rheumatic fever. And going through life as a child, seeing her going to her nursing job, she would have these fainting spells where she would just pass out on the street. And then she'd be in the hospital for days at a time. This is as a, as a kid. And at a, at a young age, I made a commitment that I wanted to be healthy, that I, that I, that I didn't want, I just wanted to be healthy. My parents were a bit older when they had me. So fast forward in college, she had her heart transplant. And um, fortunately, she, it was a successful transplant. 25 years later, at the age of 85, she's, she's, she's alive. She's doing great now. She's beating the records. I think the record right now, living record is about 29 years as far as living person who had a heart transplant. So she's up there. She's 25 years now. So we're immensely blessed, very, very blessed to have her in our life. She's very sharp. But she's very sharp. She and I live the compound effect. Okay. And why, why I say that is that exercise community. We've asked her physicians, how is she still alive? Like, how is she still living doing what she's doing? They're in awe that you're still alive when they see her at Mount Sinai, where my wife works now. And, um, it's, and they've t- told her that, well, the reason why this is the case is you're very community-oriented, you're very spiritually um, grounded, and you exercise and you move, and you're making good decisions each day with your health. So I found that I had the same, the case, same condition she had a number of years ago. That's the same time she had her transplant. I worked with her transplant physician for the next seven years, Dr. Alan Gass. And I ran the marathon. When I ran the marathon, he gave me a bit of information, which I just took in, that had me at that point say, you know what, I've got this under control. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't need to come back to this hospital. And I'm going to come back in years from now to get myself measured and monitored to see where I'm at at that point. He basically told me after I ran the marathon that you're doing something unique where you're beginning to reverse this process that for most people, it's, it atrophies over time. It, it, it degenerates over time. And that's all I needed to hear. And I basically started taking strategies, drinking green tea. I see drinking green tea as well also. Fish oil, um, you name it. I started getting books on reversing heart disease, um, taking L-carnitine, a whole number of things. I started surrounding myself with people also who understood the nature of reversal. My friend Gary Simmons, for example, he's also passionate about um, um, prevention. And as, as I started doing that, shifting my surroundings, shifting my diet, my environment, Eventually, I knew that my body was improving. When I was in high school, one thing I didn't share before is that I had fainting spells. One of the reasons why I had to quit the the track team, cross-country team, is because I would often feel um, like I'd often feel like I have to faint. I'd often feel I I didn't feel I didn't feel I didn't feel well, shortness of breath. And years later, I found out why that was the case. And over time, once I got this under control, I realized being an athlete gave me access toward reversing this. And eventually, talked about the compound effect, 1% progress, improvement each day, compounds over time. So my wife's a physician. We saw Dr. Gass, the doctor I was working with back in 2014. And after we got married, she's like, You're, I'm a physician. <laughs> you, know, you have to go back to the doctor now. Let's see where things are at now with you. They did all the testing on me. They did... Um, the stress test, the EKG, echo, 
um, injecting ink in my body. I no longer have this condition. It's gone. They're in, awe, they're in awe of it. We saw his colleague a couple of years ago as well, also um, nearby, and same test ran on me. There's no evidence I have had this condition anymore. It's gone. And what I'm present to is just compound growth and how that can apply to not just in our health, it applied to every area of life. My dad wasn't as lucky. My dad had a stroke when he was 65, his first stroke. Uh, five years later, he had a second stroke. In 2004, he passed away. And uh, I've made it really important in my life to be a stand for health for not just myself, from our kids, for our family. Um, for me, family is everything, which really ensuring that we're all making decisions that are allowing us to be there for our kids, for our grandkids, generational health. That's important to me. This applies to anything in life. So generational wealth, put a few dollars away at, at a young age every day for the course of three, four, five years. And eventually you have upwards of half a million, maybe more over time by putting the small investments in. This applies to every area of life. I'm applying to my wife each day, my relationship, sending love notes, communicating how much I appreciate her, minimizing friction points in her household, getting rid of poopy diapers and all those things. <laughs> it, it adds up. She realizes how much I love her. I respect her. And it just... What are we each committed to in our life? Where do we want to succeed for ourselves in our life? How are we able to track these choices we make each day? How can we be consistent about these things we do also? And how do we have fun too at the same time like as we take on making these small investments for ourselves? For mm. ourselves. And that's what for me, that's what success is for myself, being able to tap into that, feel healthy and and this is not about me, for our audience, for anyone that's out there, what do you want to achieve in life? Where do you want to be? And what are the, what's the minimal investment of time or energy that you can make each day that if you track these things over time, you can notice that you've won, right? Progress is 1% progress, 1% improvement each day. That's all it takes. It doesn't take much at all. Well, I mean, Joseph, that story is so incredible. And, you know, being there for your mom, going through what you did and it, and it always reminds you um, it always reminds you of like when you, let's say you face an obstacle in life, something along those lines, it kind of reminds you of like, Hey, I've been through something that this, this shall pass. If I if I can, if anything in life, we, we can, we can go through. And I know when I, when I made that decision to think differently, to say, what can I control in this situation right now? I can control my, my communication, my behavior, my attitude, my emotions, and the action that I can take within my control. That's it. I got to let go of everything else. Now, it's easy to say to do as another, but when you get doing that and you get into a rhythm, like you said, doing that, it does get better. So I don't look at these obstacles as like, like where I would agonize for hours or not lose sleepless nights over I, I, that doesn't happen like it used to then because of just that way of shifting your thinking. Cause I could go back and say, Hey, you've been through this and you got through it. You're going to get through this and it's probably going to be even better when you do. So I, I love what you shared about that. Can you share a little bit about, I mean, you, you've, you've, you've got a, you've got a community and a, and a platform that is really, you, you alluded it to it later or earlier with the huddle uh, success circles. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what, you, what you've been doing over the years there and helping people to really come together and grow and be accountable and uh, in, 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 in the role that Success Circles has played a part in that. Absolutely. So it's all about focus. I mentioned before that when I went into the downward spiral, I started journaling. 
when we started putting together the basics of success circles, it was simply about connecting together and sharing with one other person how we're raising our standards, how we're showing up in life, where we're seeing opportunities. And that eventually, I met Keith Ferrazzi and the label of a huddle made a lot of sense to me as far as labeling what we were doing at the time. And over time, we started adding more into it, like talking peak performance theories, game theories. We're talking talking about here, managing energy versus time, looking into getting things done, like David Allen's approach, weekly review. So as we started integrating these things and improving on this, our process, over time, our members started compounding in terms of their growth, their successes over time. So Success Circles is an accountability community. It's peer-based. And it's simply about connecting with someone who's a step or two ahead of you, modeling their success for two weeks at a time. So it's, it's, it's that. Then we've, with Success Circles, we have two main programs. One is the buddy program, which is one-on-one with one other individual. Then we also have a team program as well. So my daughter is, she'll be six next month. Six this month, actually. So, so we're, we're six in July. And, and before she was born, it made sense to me that I needed to have a community of people around me who were committed to winning. So I reached out to some of the top peak performers I know, my friend Tom, my friend Michael, and a few others who are in my network. So let's get together. Let me create a framework that will support you in succeeding for the next 90 days. And, you know, initially it was called Bridging the Gap. And eventually it was called Pure Pure Momentum. And eventually it became the team program because, once again, this is a team sport. Life is a team sport. So we play the 90-day year. So we have a framework on what it will take to bend time, get four times as much accomplished over the course of 90 days. So that's our team program. So we've launched this now probably 30 times every quarter since then. And I'm reminded too, like most of what I've created here, it's a factor of family. So it's a framework. It's a framework for myself and for others too, as life gets more complicated, busier and challenging, how important it is to have a team of people around ourselves. So that team program has been around since 2015 now, and we're just continually launching it each quarter and making it getting, getting better at it, tapping into compound growth, all of us, Defining what the game is at hand for the next 90 days, having fun too, celebrating the wins too. It's all very important. And I'd say, you know, there's, there's this idea with success too. Success is often a factor of building confidence, having references of success. So success builds on success. So as we go through life dealing with challenges, the more references, the more points we can now see in our life where we've, we've done this, we've beat this, we've beat, we've beat cancer, we've launched this business, we failed, we failed forward, we had fun failing. The more we can do that, the more we can show up continually and note these things down and celebrate as a community. What starts happening is that it starts compounding on itself. You know, some years ago too, I um, got into this one distinction on making bold, unreasonable requests. And I coached a program specific and I, on this idea of making bold requests each day. I'm being unreasonable. Inviting each person in this community to be bold and unreasonable each day and report how they're doing that. And over time, we would inspire each other. One person would make a request to, for example, um, get a a first-class ticket on a flight. Another person made a request to get a raise. Another person asked them on a date. And this would compound over time. We would just be inspired by each other. So we took that as we were building the team program, we took that idea 
around success, success build on success into our team program where we're constantly inspiring one another. So that's, that's what it's about. And it's, it's, it's an expansive framework. If anyone's interested, if they go to successcircles.com forward slash team, it talks about how that program works. The buddy program is more one-on-one. Both these programs are fairly affordable overall. It's just simply a matter of just seeing all everything we do as being a game that we can create our own life by design if we choose to. And we can have a lot of fun along that way, along that journey. Wow. That's great. Well, no, it, it's, it's wonderful. And uh, again, everybody that's listening, you should check out success circles. It, it really, you can, you can really, uh, you know, bu- you know, budget your time around this or, you know, make this a part of your day before you start your day, maybe the middle of the day, end of day, that type of thing. So, uh, you know, I know Joseph could provide some more information on, but, you know, feel free to reach out and take advantage of it. It could really be helpful when we can keep people accountable, you know, and, and, and it helps to keep ourselves accountable as well. So, so true. So, Joseph, we have about two minutes left till the end of the show before we have to close. I just wanted to see if there was any a final thought, anything that you'd like to, anything to sum up like today, what you've shared, because you shared a lot of powerful information about gamify your way to success. If you can uh, share anything here in the last, uh, you know, a minute and a half here. Yeah, absolutely, Christopher. First of all, I've enjoyed being here. You're a rock star interviewer. Um, we've actually had you on our podcast, Rules yes. for RulesforSuccess.com, yeah. going back in the, the early stages of COVID. Yeah. Uh, rule, and so that's there. If people go to RulesforSuccess.com, there, there will be a downloadable kind of a momentum manifesto on strategies on maintaining momentum on a consistent basis. So we have that there. Um, so that's there. And just some ideas of, of kind of summarizing what I just po- uh, shared. It's all a game. When you see everything you're doing as being a game, as being a sport of life, it makes it all easier. So go have fun. Find ways to have fun. Find ways to celebrate for your week two. Realize that it's managing energy versus time. When you manage your energy when you can take breaks every once in a while. Most good athletes, they take two, three months off each year. And then they get back in the playing field to play. And it's just a matter of realizing that you and I, we're all peak performance athletes on this game of life. When we can tap into that, it allows us to manage our health, manage our work, manage the way we can influence, manage our teams, get everything we want under control, allowing us to tap into compound growth, make a difference in our world, and embrace happiness in a way that we may not have been able to tap into happiness in the past. Thank you so much, Joseph, for being here and taking time out of your day to be with us. We greatly appreciate you. Again, we encourage you to check out Joseph at successcircles.com. Also, his podcast as well. We'll have that all covered here uh, in the post show as well. We want to thank you uh, listeners each and every week joining us here at the Sustainable Success Way. The show would not be here if it wasn't for you. We will continue each and every week to bring back guests like Joseph that will enlighten you, empower you to really take your business, personal life, and your well-being to the next level. Here at Sustainable Success, we believe in that your wellness and your wealth, when in alignment, harmony, of course, this is how we can experience true prosperity. Till then, we'll see you. uh, Have a great rest of your Thursday and the rest of your weekend. We will see you next Thursday, and uh, have a great day, everyone.
Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.